I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick live from Vancouver in downtown Vancouver. Oh my lord. Wonderful. Well, that was, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we probably should have kept that going a little longer. The music went longer than I thought. <laughs> it's okay. But, we'll be back. But man, are we not having the best night of our life right oh now? Oh my God. <laughs> Everybody at home, suck it. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, what? Uh, thank you all so much for coming out tonight. Um, <laughs> well, if you open up, you got them. Um, uh, this really means a lot. This is really cool. This is our this is our first time in Vancouver doing live shows, and we did one last night, and it sold out. And we were like, could we do a second one? And I had zero faith, and uh, these guys did. And you all showed up and proved me very fucking wrong. Story so. of our life. Story yeah. of our life. Every time we always do something, Jeremy's like, I don't know. Yeah. And Brian and I are like, fuck it, who cares? And now, is, we're, now we're feeling the love. Yeah, that, yeah, that is actually it. So, so it, it means so much uh, that you've, you've shown up tonight, and uh, we're really excited to get into a very interesting conversation. So before we get into it, let's give a nice... Beautiful Vancouver, warm welcome for our guest tonight, Shirley. <laughs> now, Shirley, I am excited about this conversation because every time we get together as a trio of um, young, uh, immature boys, mm-hmm. and we get to speak to a um, mature and educated woman about how a woman's body works, uh, it always tickles me pink because I, I, <laughs> I don't know shit about the female anatomy, the female body, but I feel like we're going to be talking about something tonight that has uh, much to do with the female body. Let's do it. Which is what? Well, I'd like to crack open the conversation on perimenopause and menopause. Menopause. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, that's, I, like, that's, right. what, that's what old, old ladies get, right? Mm. Well, that's the, that's that's, the, well, that's, the, that's the stigma. <laughs> that's, what I, that's all I know. Is that not true? We're Middle here to break women. down the stigma. Yeah, right, right. We're here to break it down. Wait, is, that, is that stigma? Is that stigma that There's only old ladies get? so many myths and misconceptions. <laughs> This is going to be fun. All right, uh, the only thing that I know about menopause, do you want to do like one fact that we each know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fact might have been a strong word there, but um, the yeah. one thing that I think I know about menopause is that it just feels like you're walking around wearing a snowsuit all the time mm. when it's like really warm. Some women do feel a little hot. You're okay. right. Okay. So I'm doing well. Good job, okay. Brian. That's fact okay. number one. Okay. You stole my fact. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, uh, that, uh, it's, uh, baby making time is over. Oh, that's so true. No uh, more birth okay. control. 
Oh, okay. Good okay. Yeah, good one. <laughs> you didn't steal any of my facts because I really, I really. Uh, does your um, does your vagina get really dry? It might. Hey, okay. <laughs> really? Is it really? Hey, well, okay. I don't know about yours might not. <laughs> Mine might. Right. Okay. 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 So you said you said a word. Um, at the beginning of that, you said perimenopause. That's right. What? Okay. What is the difference between perimenopause and menopause? So menopause is one day. It's the twelve month anniversary after you haven't had a period. So it's like a, it's like a party. It's a like a birthday or a celebration. You invent a cocktail and you mm-hmm. invite all your friends over and you celebrate. And so menopause is one. It's menopause one day. is one day. Okay. Everything after that day is postmenopause, and then there's this phase of life leading up to menopause called perimenopause, and it's different for every woman, and it can last from five to fifteen years. Uh, some women sail through. Some women experience hormone fluctuations that can throw them a little off. And some women, twenty percent of women, actually really do suffer from those hormone fluctuations. Mm. So, would, would you say if I were to, uh, if I were to kind of like lay out phases of uh, phases of life from from the time a woman's born? You got like you're born and then you're a child and then you have puberty at some point and then you're like, hey, like there's a period and like we can make babies and all that sort of thing. And then there's kind of like a gap between that and menopause or sorry, I guess postmenopause. I don't know if there's a gap. Called perimenopause. (laughs) Like is it there's like a it's like a like a lead like you said, like a lead up thing. Just draw a line here. So you're born with all the eggs that mm-hmm. you, a woman is born with all the eggs she'll ever have. And that she- is that sorry to cut you off, but that's fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, all you get. I only learned this this uh, summer uh, from listening to another mm-hmm. podcast called Radio Lab. And when I heard that, my mind blew up. Like I could like that's that's so wild. You all the eggs that you will ever have are already in you as soon as you're a person. That's correct. Yeah. And every month you're spilling some. Every month after spilling. puberty. Yeah. After yeah. puberty. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think that's how they, they say it. I think that's how spilling. doctors explain it. Spilling some. Yeah. Every that, that sounds it's almost it's like, is that how the teacher says it in like grade seven? They're like, and every month you'll spill some eggs. Is that what we can title this episode? Spilling your ovaries. Spilling eggs? Spilling well that eggs. is a crazy fact, because as a guy, you can just go around kind of like throwing your stuff everywhere and then it just kinda like and make comes more back. when you want to. No pun yeah. intended on the coming back. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't actually go around just doing it wherever, willy-nilly. <laughs> Well, I mean, you absolutely yeah. cannot. It no. depends. Yeah, yeah. It depends. No, there is no depend. No, you just can't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, so sorry, I cut you off. You, you're born. You have all the eggs you'll you'll ever have. You reach puberty. You go into your reproductive stage of life, and what happens now with with many of us because we're not having our first or you know are having our families till our mid thirties, late thirties, sometimes early forties. Mm-hmm. That that reproductive phase can cross over into perimenopause. So. So I, pr- I say I probably started perimenopause around 39. That's when I first started noticing changes. But, of course, I immediately thought I was pregnant and went and got that checked because I didn't know anything about perimenopause at the time. And uh, I was 39, and then I was 49 by the time I reached menopause. So is, is perimenopause just like the, like the, like the pre-show? Like- it's the pre-show. Peri oh. means around 
So it means around the time of menopause. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not. It isn't. It. It's. It's. It's giving. It's like. It's warning signs. It's like preparing you for. It's literally getting yeah, you ready sorry. for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. It, and does everybody go through perimenopause, or is that like a? Everybody goes through perimenopause, but not everyone suffers, and that's the myth and misconception that we need to change the conversation. So, what's, what's on. your experience? And so, you said that you like kind of you thought that you might be pregnant. Yeah. So, what was what was your experience like in figuring out what was actually going on? Did you go to the doctor at that point? Well, my boobs hurt. Okay. So I went and got a pregnancy test. And nobody like hit you there? You no, didn't... my husband had had a vasectomy, so okay. I was kind of curious as mm. to how I might have gotten You're pregnant. You're like, oh no, did the vasectomy not take? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Surprise. I think, well, second coming you know, of Christ, could have been that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Could have been. Yeah, immaculate conception. <laughs> and every woman's experience is different, so you kind of you go through this, you think that, and then it went away for a couple of years. And then came back at 41, but it came back with sleep deprivation, anxiety, depression. My boobs hurt again, mm. you know. So, so hold on. So you you stop having your you stop having your period, and then it's and then it's happening. Or sorry. no, you're still having your period, and it sometimes really sucks because it's not regular and it's heavier and yeah. Can you tell how hard it is for us to download this information? I, <laughs> I'm like, wait, okay, period. When? Where? Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around perimenopause because again, like the 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 whatever we've been led to believe <laughs> menopause is, because right. in my in my experience um, or lack thereof, it's menopause is, is is what happens when you just stop having your period and then and then all sorts of crazy stuff happens and 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 women make funny jokes about it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, we're all led to believe that it's like a light switch, like it just stops mm. and then you, you know, you go on into the second half of your life. But perimenopause is a, you know, a phase where you're preparing for that and lots <clears throat> of experiences happen and some of them are great. Some mm. of them are like, "Oh, I think I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I think I want to get a new career." Some of there's really positive things that can happen for women in midlife, and then there's some other things that are not as pleasant. Such as? Like anxiety, depression, mood swings, uh, changes in your period. And is that just a whole, like, hormonal change that's happening because of that? Yeah, it's all a result of hormone fluctuation. Okay. And stress. Sorry, and stress. And stress. Right? Stress plays a big role. How you eat, move, sleep, and manage stress is also going to influence your hormones, right? So So coming back to your experience, you you start to notice this change. (laughs) Sorry, again, what what age were you when you started to notice the difference? 39 and then again at 41. Okay. And what do we know, like... Do we, we as in uh, the doctors that aren't us, yes. uh, do we know when, when on average people start to go through perimenopause? Yeah, so the average age of menopause is 51.2 for North American women. That's like the same age as cystic fibrosis uh, patients living today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's my menopause. <laughs> it's wow. actually a menostop. Yeah, it's a menostop right there. Your heart that was stops. a funny joke. It was. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, <laughs> There's nowhere uh, to go. Yeah, I'm part of the club. <laughs> 
Um, so, so, so that's, that's menopause. That's right. So perimenopause is five to 15 years leading up to that date. Okay. So that's quite a, but interestingly enough, like a hundred years ago or the beginning of the last century, women only lived to be 50. So menopause wasn't even an event, right? Right. Like you had Mm. your kids when you were young and then you died. So like, and like way too many kids too. Like there, you guys are pumping them out. Like. And we're like the first generation. <laughs> we're the first generation to live to be oh, fifty and still have another fifty years to plan for. Yeah, right. So it's kind of it's kind it's new. It's a new phenomenon. It's new that we're talking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's new that we're trying to change the conversation on it. And then perimenopause, the fra- the term was only invented in nineteen ninety six. Holy shit! Whoa. Yeah. What? So it's new, and you might be going to see a healthcare professional that was educated even before that. Yeah, not, well, that it's, uh, not that it's a health topic. It's not a disease or an ailment, but it's... Well, it's been know. 22 years, and I'm just learning about it today. There you <laughs> go. So, yeah. I, like, is there just a shitload of women that don't have any idea that this is a, like, a, a period where where they're they're leading to menopause and they're not sure why they're why all these maybe things are happening like anxiety or depression or whatever mood swings and stuff like that they're just they just don't know they're because they're because they're still having their there's you're still having your period during yeah. this time so you're so the conclusion probably isn't oh i'm going through menopause no I'm the conclusion is usually you know i must be crazy i must have mental health issues um, my marriage is going to split up if i don't address what's going on here i mean all sorts of things typically can happen before a woman might realize, oh, this is perimenopause and this is a phase that I'm going through. Mm. So you start to feel uh, pain in your breasts Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, second coming of Christ, so you go to get checked. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, It turns out Christ isn't in you. Right. Um, And then what do you do after that when when you make that realization? Um, I forget the exact age I was, but I did find my way to my doctor's office. I thought, I mean, I love my doctor. She delivered both my kids. I thought this is going to be an amazing experience because she's 10 years older than I am. And I'm going to say menopause and she's just going to like make me feel great because she has all the information and I don't. And, oh, I was 41. That's right. And, uh, she looked at my chart and then she looked at me and she said, oh, you're 41. You're too young. Mm. So you can use sleeping pills, you can go on Prozac, or you can go back on birth control pills. So she thought, she was like, you're just going crazy. Mm-hmm. You're just Well, you're... I don't know if she said that or not. Right, but right. But like she thought... In she her ch- toolkit, she had certain things to offer me, and they weren't anything that I expected, right? I was kind of hoping for this mother-daughter-like conversation that doesn't, you know, in hindsight, doesn't happen when you have seven minutes in your doctor's office. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, but at that point, you had a feeling that it was, it was perimenopause? I did. Why? Because, like, you know, we we're, mm-hmm. were talking about how it's not, a, it's not a part of the everyday discussion. That's right. Mm-hmm. So what, what was it that drew you to that conclusion of like, oh, I think I figured it out? I had the good fortune. I have the good fortune of having a sister who's 10 years older than I am. She had cancer when she was a child. And uh, as a result, we think she reached menopause at age 36. And so our conclusion about her experience was that the radiation treatment she had as a child killed some, not all of her eggs. Therefore, she was in menopause early. Whoa. So wait, uh, wait, whoa! I'm just learning what. So that's what. That's when menopause happens when you when you spill all your eggs. <laughs> yeah. You're done. Oh, I fucking yeah. missed that part. It's like yeah, uh, me too. They're closing down for business. Wow. Yeah. They're just like wow. sorry, sold yeah. out. Yeah, sold out. Boarded up, and we cannot 
restock. Yeah, right. I told you, it's really great birth control. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Okay, so so wait then. If someone goes through... Um, fuck, we, I should know this by now because we've been doing the show for three gosh darn years. Yeah, and, gosh yeah, darn it. Freak jingin'. And, and, <laughs> and, uh, and we've talked to enough people who've, who've like had, um, oh, uh, debulking. Uh, is, um, maybe I'm just. Ma- I'm like, I, you I know don't what? remember I, that. I, I don't mix remember up dreams in real life a lot, so maybe I'm making this up. But we've talked to people who have like had surgery to remove their mm. their their um, parts. Their, their, yeah, their parts. I'm trying to think. What's like what? Cons- Sorry. No. Yeah. No. Not lipo. Hysterectomy. Yeah. <laughs> uterus. Remove your uterus. I love. And your ovaries. I love. Yeah. Please. Help, just help me out. This is gonna He's have a dying lot. up here, folks. This is gonna please. happen a lot tonight. So hysterectomy, right? Because that removes all of your ovaries and your uterus. Uterus and. You can have a partial hysterectomy, right. which is your uterus removed. Mm-hmm. That doesn't put you in menopause because you still have your ovaries. Right, okay. So there's still eggs there. It might speed up your timeline. But if you have, and a, if you have a full hysterectomy and they take the ovaries too, then you are in surgical, like immediate menopause the very, that very day. So now, wait, wait, is, is perimenopause like the low fuel light coming on? Yes. Yeah, totally. dude, yeah, we covered that. Car yeah, we, analogy. <laughs> yes. Car analogy. I completely get it now. Right? Okay. Sweet. <laughs> Finally, a metaphor so that I can wrap my What's really up. funny is we were in the fucking green room, like, before we came out here, and I was like, Cheryl, you know, it's going to be really funny because, like, we're idiots. And, uh, and one of you two were like, speak for yourself. <laughs> Look at it. It took it. What are we? We're, like, 25 minutes into this recording. We're like, oh, the, the gaslight <laughs> came on. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I drive a car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a broom broom. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so, so, but I want to come back to this, uh, and maybe you don't know, but may- maybe you do. Um, with, the, with the hysterectomy, if it was a full hysterectomy and you go from, um, you go from, you know, living a, a normal feeling life with, your, with the way that your, your body is working with, with all of, all of your reproductive organs like intact and then having it removed and going right into that um, like surgically forced menopause. Yes. Is that an easier transition? That is not an easy transition at all. That's like, okay. Yeah, so it's a shock to your system. Mm, It's a shock to your hormonal system. And unfortunately, too often, I hear from women in my community who have been put into surgical menopause and they don't have that support on the other side because they're working with really skilled Mm. surgeons who do an amazing job at the operation, but they don't have the support on the other end and it just... And it wreaks havoc if they don't have that support. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like I'm. I'm curious about the the you know if you're with somebody like the the fact that that this can be such a a changing time for your 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 moods and how you feel and like mm-hmm. it can bring on anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and things like that. How how wild it is that it seems like that there's not as much education as there should be uh, to to prepare a couple to know how to deal with that it's and go, crazy. hey, this like shit's going to change. Yeah. And I feel like it, 
in in your experience with what kind of working and speaking in this field, do you, it, I'm, you must come across like a lot of torn up relationships. Absolutely, and I mean, abs- you know, where are men? Like, women are unprepared and uninformed because there is really no great place to go to to get this information. Mm-hmm. And as a society, you know, we've focused so much on getting our kids prepared for sex education, and we talk about it in schools, and we buy them books and go to the library and all of that. So we would never want our kids to land in puberty with a surprise, right? So some Ooh. of the changes that are happening, and then what do we do? We go and do that to ourselves in mm-hmm. midlife, mm-hmm. and there are women waking up in their mid-40s, late-40s, and they don't know what's wrong with them, but they know that their quality of life is suffering, their relationships might be suffering, and then there's you know the men or the partners who love the women that are like so lost. Like They yeah. want to be supportive, but they are like you know down on the rung of the ladder in terms of being informed and mm-hmm. educated. I'm really curious because I have literally never heard of perimenopause in my life. And I'm no. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Never. Yeah. God, Brian. Okay, couldn't how, tell. How many, how many women here tonight know what peri, like knew prior to this what perimenopause was? Round of applause. Okay. All right. How Actually, many, here's the better question. How many didn't? Okay. That's, how, that sounds 50 50. Yeah. How many, how many men uh, heard of it before tonight? <laughs> Dude, see? Craig, Good job, you, Craig. Craig, you've heard everything. You're the man. How Is many the, how many men are here tonight? Clap. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. All right. You know what's you know Craig, what's you're insane? in the upper echelon, buddy. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Isn't it insane? Because it's kind of like as far as like phases of life go, it's basically like the same as it's part of a phase of life in the same way that like having your period is for yes. the first time. But, like, people don't know that that's part of the phase? Like, isn't that fucking insane? And it happens to 100% of women, mm. and nobody knows. Except the ones who no one escapes die before. Period? Yeah. No, no yeah. one escapes it? <laughs> Everyone, everyone's bound to get it. That was so dark. Well, if, you, if you live to be 55, you are going to go through perimenopause and menopause. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, there's no one There's no one's like, I'm 70, and I never had it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you would ask that because, um, well, first of all, marketers, marketers and media actually sometimes want to trick us. They want to make us believe, oh, here's the magic wand. Here, take this, and it'll, you know, solve all Isn't of your... is a dildo? <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> That's a sex toy. That's a brand. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. Use it or lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yeah, but I have had women say to me, oh, you know, my mom told me she didn't go through menopause. No, what, what you mean is that she didn't suffer right. through right. menopause. Right. Big difference. Right, right. Okay, Big so, difference. So then, perfect. Let's, that, let's transition them back to your experience. You go into the doctor, and she basically is like, ah, you're probably depressed, you're probably anxious, take some meds, go, you know, take care of it yeah. at home. Um, what did you, what was that process of, of going from that moment to figuring it out, you know, like figuring out, because you you had this, you had this notion. I did have the notion, but you know, when she started talking to me, I think there was like this big thought bubble that went above my head that went, oh, this is all in your head. You're, you're making this up. Whoa. And then I thought, you know, I've got to suck this up. I gotta suck this up because I got a business to run. I've got little kids to look after. I've got li- a life to live, right? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what? I can't be the only one. Like women deserve a place to go to. And I had already been on Doctor Google at three in the morning trying to figure mm. out the answers to my questions, and I couldn't find anything that was relevant. So I decided to create a community. 
an online community for oh, women. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> So did you ever did you ever have someone kind of lay it out for you, or did you? Kind I, I of put did that a bit yourself? later on because I chose. You know, I started to build my health team, and I chose to work with a naturopath, and uh, and then of course, you know, I had launched this online community called Menopause Chicks, and so that led me to um, a lot of experts who were so kind and generous to explain to me mm. what it is that they <laughs> want women to know about perimenopause and transitioning through midlife. Well, let's talk about let's talk about menopause chicks. Sure. Yeah, what what is it? How does it work? So Menopause Chicks was started uh, six years ago as a blog off the side of my desk. I thought naively if I could crack open the conversation and just get more women to talk about it, that that would be the magic wand. Um, (laughs) It turns out that we need more than just to talk about it. We needed to reframe the conversation because lots of women would put a big hand in my face and say, oh, I'm not there yet. I don't want to learn about that. That's not me. You know, a uh, lot of pushback. And so, so, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. really born, funny. Born a fear, like, There's just fear. didn't want to go there too soon. <laughs> you like, know what? You, if you Google an image for perimenopause or menopause, you are going to see a gray-haired lady holding a fan, or you're going to see a woman, <laughs> nothing against gray hair, but, or you're going to see a woman holding her head in her hand <laughs> with her husband in the background, her partner, Being like, saying yeah. she doesn't want to have sex anymore. Yeah. And those are the two images. Here's the weirdest one. When you actually put it in, what comes up is uh, this lady cutting onions. <laughs> what the fuck is what? that? I have no idea. It's like maybe, maybe it's going to make it like that makes you cry and perimenopause makes you cry. Yeah. I, I mean, our society has only talked about it in negative terms. And mm-hmm. so I realized that we need to reframe it um, away <laughs> from all the negativity because we can figure out how to solve whatever experiences we're having. We can, you know, we're smart, savvy women. Yeah. We can figure that out. But we, we haven't figured out is how to celebrate it and mm-hmm. to embrace the wisdom and mm-hmm. the beauty and all the good things that come. If you were just 50. to base it off the images, you would just think that perimenopause is another word for headache. Um, yeah. Because yeah. everyone is going, oh. Well, I went into the bookstore oh. because I was bound to get informed and I was determined that I wasn't going to let the young lad show me around the store and I walked around. I couldn't find any books on menopause until I got to the sign and it read ailments and disorders. And, Whoa, be- really? and below it were the books on menopause. So I tweeted the bookstore and they had that sign changed and that was six years ago. Whoa. Yeah. What did they change the sign to? Women's health. Okay. Right. There you go. Yeah. 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 Like, or, why not? Yeah. The inevitable. <laughs> because that would be like... Say, Books like, on death and menopause. <laughs> yeah. That's and taxes. it. Yeah, the inevitable. I, yeah. I, I basically... That's what I use Twitter for, too, though. Like, 90% of the time, my tweets are complaints to businesses mm. because I just want, like, you know, something for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Hey, Air Canada had a really great flight when you totally screwed me over there. Bye. <laughs> um, I, I, your your menopause, menopause chick sounds a lot like, I mean, it sounded when you were going through it and talking about like creating a positive voice right. and bringing it out of the, the kind of the negativity. I mean, it just, it just feels like it's this parallel with what we've kind yeah. of ended up or fallen into doing. With, Which yeah. is why we're with suing the, you. With the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And we so, brought you uh, here we tonight. We actually brought our lawyer tonight. Come on up. <laughs> You've been served. I actually tweeted about you like 10 <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is, it is incredible how, how, how you said like, you know, when you start, when you start to talk about something, mm-hmm. it kind of brings it out of this 
this darkness that it's in and mm. it, you can start to create a community and the community wants to reinforce these messages of positivity. And like, we yeah. found the same thing with illness that it doesn't have to be this That's like right. really like heavy, you know, cloud hanging over a topic that we can, we can have fun with it and we can make it a, we can make it something that that's accessible. Absolutely. And, uh, and that like, just sounded so much like exactly what we're what we're trying to do, which I love. Yeah, and you know, we find you have to meet women where they are, right? So you might not want to talk about wisdom when you're barely sleeping through the night and haven't for months and months, or mm-hmm. you're bleeding so heavily that you can't go exercise or drive your kids to school. I mean, those things need to be addressed first, but though they're solvable, and then we can start, you know, bring keeping the women in the community and having positive conversations. Like, mm-hmm. why um, do you bleed so much? Like, is it, is it just like, well, sorry, God, it's so, not a it's, choice. what's really funny about the live shows is like, I'll ask a question and you'll hear, you'll like hear someone in the audience be like, ugh. <laughs> and it's so harsh. <laughs> We're in the studio. It's like, I can ask whatever I want. It, I don't, there's no repercussions. Um, but I actually, I do, I really do mean that question. Like, I mean, what, like, why? What what's happening for you? Is it because you're just going, well, I'm gonna spill all the eggs? Like or like what yeah. what changes to make you go from I have I'm used to this like flow that was that is what I've been having mainly for my entire life, having my period. Yes. Versus Going into perimenopause or menopause, and and it's like also all of a sudden jacked up. Like, what's the so it's, process? It's different for everyone. Not right. every woman sure. experiences that, but when the hormones fluctuate, then the ratios get thrown out of balance. Almost like when you get pregnant, your ratio of hormones gets thrown out of balance, yeah. right? And so it changes. It might change your ovulation. It might change your um, uh, the heaviness of your flow. It might change the regularity or the irregularity. We actually use a, a phrase that says, you know, the only thing about perimenopause, if you're curious about when you're going to get your period, is just go on vacation because then, you know, you'll get it. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> what, what was it? You mentioned, you mentioned um, sort, of, sort of early on, somewhere in the first, like, 20 minutes or so, something about where your, I think maybe it was your doctor that said, like, oh, you could, your, an option would be to go back on birth control. Mm-hmm. And is that, is that for hormone Control, like yeah. it's like, oh, well, you, you know, you're experiencing all these things. It sounds like your hormones are out of whack. Well, it's not menopause because you're too young. So, just go back on birth control, and that'll figure it out. That is one solution that sometimes doctors were offered offer to their parent to their patients. Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, birth control pill is a form of hormone therapy. Um, but it's not customized to the woman. It's basically going to either you know get rid of her period or make her more regular. Right. It's like a generic. Yeah. Like, it's a. It's it's like putting you know if the engine light comes on in your car. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Yo, what? Yeah. It's like putting a piece of duct tape over top of the light. I've Shit. done it many times. Works okay. every time. Yeah. yeah. Works like a charm. Yeah. And what we want you to do is to lift the hood and kind of look for the root cause. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> But the dealerships are so expensive. (laughs) Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. 
You've talked a little bit, and Jared mentioned like all the pitchers are just people with headaches, and right. um, we've kind of touched on the fact that there's a number of different things that happen. So I'm interested to know, like, what are some of the the strangest things that happened to you that you didn't expect? Oh, okay. Well, the strangest thing that I didn't expect was rage, and I raged with my kids, primarily my son, because you always take it out on the person you love the most, right? And then I would have to go to the bathtub and rock back and forth until I got over it. And he got over it much quicker than I did, as you can probably mm-hmm. imagine. But I was not expecting that. It was like the two-headed monster would just come up and you least expect it. Were you, like, how quickly, because you, you talk about, like, that now from, like, this more, I guess, rational perspective. Yeah. But how quickly after like a, a moment like that would you kind of realize like oh fuck like that was oh in totally the moment character. in the moment yeah, but you couldn't but I like, couldn't stop it right yeah That's, yeah it was an awful mm. awful period of my life the good news is and I don't recommend this to everyone but once I started a website on menopause my rage went away because mm. oh, I, I, I had kind of come out of the closet mm. But was it was it the sense that you're like you were suppressing it so much that like it would just kind of spill out at the? You know what midlife. I don't mean to say spill again, <laughs> but you're spilling everything all the spilling. time. But but it was it something that like because you like because you didn't have an outlet that it was just kind of like exploding or or blowing up every once in a while. You know. At one point, I might write this story that's called What If It Wasn't Perimenopause After All? Like, I mm-hmm. have kind of pointed my experiences towards that. I might have been, like, desperately sleep-deprived and stressed and burnt out. And midlife women are holding up the world right now, you know, in terms of what they're carrying. And I was probably at that breaking point when I was experiencing rage with my kids. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things that, that stick out that you weren't expecting? Well, I was always a fairly good sleeper, and I still am in terms of falling asleep, but I wake up every day at 3 a.m. Still, uh, pretty much. That's not perimenopause. That means <laughs> your house is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> that is the witching hour, and I've seen enough movies to know that you need an exorcism. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. 3 a.m.? Could that's, have a, a, that's a telltale sign. Succubus. Yeah, that's a, that's a succubus if I've ever heard one. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's got to suck. I mean, like, I, I, I'm, I'm such a sound sleeper, so that would be, that would be a huge we'll problem. Rub it in. But why three? Why three? Like, that's so bizarre. Um, so I'm not a health professional, but it has something to do with your cortisol levels. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. so they, they're, they're spiking at the wrong time mm-hmm. if you're so, not taking care of your... And now I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, last night our guests we were talking about uh, you know stop asking me the first date questions and let's skip to the fifth date questions um, <laughs> so I'm gonna do that right now okay uh, and he, I said the guy earlier we were like uh, you get what did you say that you thought about you that, get really warm yeah you get warm and then you said uh, no more babies no more babies and then I was like dry vagina <laughs> and then you were like yeah kind of. Um, is that it, what? Why? What's the, what's that? Lack of estrogen causes vaginal dryness. Oh, okay. Yeah. So vaginal dryness is most often experienced by women in postmenopause. So um, when you're in perimenopause, you still are produce you're still producing estrogen and progesterone, mm-hmm. and and hopefully you have a juicy vagina. <laughs> and there juicy is a, and there, vagina. 
That is the first time someone said that on our podcast. That's the first time someone, like, almost the age of my mom said that to me. (laughs) And I kind of liked it. (laughs) Oops. Just, uh, Sorry. Um, speaking of, uh, speaking of, um, we all know what we're talking about here. Um, I'm, I'm, wait, I'm not done with this. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no we're I'm talking not, about juicy vaginas. Yeah, here. I'm, I'm yeah, okay, Brian's, Brian's gonna say okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> I was gonna ask about using your juicy vagina. Like, do you like what it's is recommended? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, but it, is there like this decrease in sex drive, and and how yeah. do you manage that? There is a decrease in sex. W- women will talk about either a fluctuating libido or low libido or no libido, mm. that they'd rather mop the floor than have sex. Mm. Um, okay. I was there. Is that because of the mop? Or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's too busy with the juicy vagina. She's like, I can't have sex. i got to mop this fucking floor. It's like it's juicing all over the place. We've got people coming over tonight. What do you mean? What do you want me to do? Can't leave the floors like this. (laughs) What was the question? Oh my god! I don't. I don't even know. That just went to a wonderful place. (laughs) A wonderful place. Um, I don't. I don't. What was the question? I don't really know. Uh, (laughs) I was wondering about like like sex like continuing the intimacy in a relationship when you're when you're turning into the desert. Yeah. Well, 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 okay. Actually, Brian, before you do that, uh, you're you're 51 now. I am 51. Are you in Are you in menopause now, or? Well, I celebrated menopause when I was 49, and then I'm post menopause. Okay, rock yeah. on. So now, yeah. are you doing the? Are you in the? Uh, the? Are, are you experiencing that? That dryness, like, is that a is that a thing? I am not uh, for two reasons. Okay. One, I take bioidentical hormones, which I assume are helping me transition. And I also heard about a strategy called use it or lose it. So when I turned uh-huh. fifty, I adopted that. And um, yeah. that's just like a keep it going. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, sometimes there's lots of sex after menopause. Yeah. Sometimes it's even with your partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, sweet, <laughs> fucking sweet. Uh, do you, do you, and your partner? Because, um, like, your partner, how old your partner? He's fifty-two. Okay, so I know that libido, um, like waves in libido, is not just a one-way street. It's right. both sides can experience that. Yep. And if you're doing this, like, if you, if you're on this use it, use it or lose it sort of method, um, <laughs> are you like, do you guys? Do you guys actively go like, yo, it, we haven't had sex this week. We need to like, we need to up up our game here because I don't want to. We're run. not really schedulers. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. No. Can you guys? Can we well, just take a like, mo- throw it like just. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that like we're talking to somebody who's like uh, like kind of around the same age as our moms about like I love like, it. The I can't wait to go home and talk to my mom like, about this. <laughs> yeah, I know it's so. But I feel like we've all cool? gone like level up mature. Yeah, tonight. well, it's, like there's again, I mean, it comes and in, goes. It, but there was a couple points where we leveled down, <laughs> and now uh, we're leveling I'm up. About, I'm about leveling I'm, up. I think this is really fascinating, and uh, like I just want to say, I know we'll probably say this more at the end, but like I'm really, it's just really nice that you're up here, like so candidly talking about this because, like, this is more of a conversation that would be really easy to have 
like the four of us in a room just talking about it together. But like we're standing, we're sitting in front of a group of people. Oh, right. The talk- microphone. Well, Ooh. yeah. And then all of those people who will hear after too. But um, the people who missed out tonight. And then, it's, like, it's like 100 people. Yeah. No, no one listens no to the show. No one listens to the show. It's they're basically all, all here. They're all here. Yeah, yeah, they're here. Yeah. I, I just want to say like, like number one, thank you for for doing this. Like, Thank it's, you. It's yeah. really awesome. It really is. It really is one of the, just to piggyback on that, it really is like one of the conversations, it, it, it's almost on another level of one of the conversations that I might never have mm-hmm. without doing this. Yep. And and then hopefully then having this conversation will make it a little bit more accessible to like the general public or a- asking those questions or receiving education or maybe more likely to get education. And, and again, it, it is these things that like, you know, three young guys that are like, well, I don't know anything about anything to do with women and their reproductive stuff. And then you have these, then you have these conversations, and it's it's like everything is everything is is really, really fresh and really like eye opening. Like when we have conversations about a number of other stuff, it's it's kind of like okay, well, yeah, I've kind of heard of that. Like, tell me about that. You know, I've heard something here, something there. This is like. <laughs> Tell me everything. I'm literally just soaking mm. it all up because mm. I, I know nothing. That was not <laughs> a joke Soaking it all up. Anything to do with juicy vaginas. <laughs> well, you, you said something earlier that I, I've never heard of. Uh, bioidentical hormones. hormones? Yes. What, uh, what's that? So hormone therapy is when you supplement uh, the hormones that your body is no longer making mm-hmm. and you try to put yourself back into balance. And so there's a number of different options available for women. Um, bioidentical hormones just happen to be compounded at a compounding pharmacy. And that is the path that I chose because I work with a naturopath. What's a compounding? Compound? A who? A who? Com- ha, ha. Compounding pharmacy is like a, a bake shop. It's like they have a recipe that's oh, given to them from the physician right. and they make it especially for you. For you. So especially they're trying to replicate like... What you were producing naturally? Yeah, the, I mean the term compounding actually gets talked about a lot in bioidentical hormones, but it actually just means how they make the product. So if you were prescribed a pill and you couldn't swallow that, then they a pharmacist can compound that into a liquid or a gummy bear. Like it's just the the way that they're made. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What's you That's you you mentioned uh, uh, naturopath yeah. a couple times now? Yes. Um, what are some of the things that the naturopath has provided you with that you've found to be like really beneficial? Hmm, that's a great question. <laughs> One of them is that if you, I don't know if you've ever visited a naturopath, but the first appointment is 60 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not Ooh. like that when we go to visit our GPs and I love my GP, but there are certain things that I go to my GP for and there are certain things that I go to my naturopath for. Mm-hmm. And I encourage women to build a, a midlife health team. Right. And that team can include, you know, your yoga and it can include your pharmacist and your naturopath. It can include mm-hmm. energy healer. Yeah. It can include life coach. I mean, you really don't want to if you're building a house, you wouldn't just hire a plumber. Right. You'd have a whole team. So mm-hmm. if you're navigating midlife, you need to have that whole team working on your behalf where you are the leader of that team. Yeah, that's a great way of putting that. Yeah. Like, we really work well with metaphors. You like the house, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, nails, hammers, and stuff. Um, like, it is, you know, we, talk, we, we, hit on that, we hit on that pretty frequently. Actually, we, we, had a, we went in depth into this uh, a couple days ago with, um, with uh, somebody that we recorded with. And talked about the importance of of how how well like natural medicine and and um, and Western medicine, if you want to call it, um, 
kind of coincide or, or work yeah. together and in conjunction with each other and yeah. that not no no two sides can really give you the full the full package of what you of what you're looking for or what you what can it be helpful for you and it's really it can be really beneficial to to explore both sides and and maybe just a little bit too much like staunch um uh um what's the word I'm looking for like like getting your back up against one or the other like it's easy to take sides on that on the side of that debate mm-hmm. of like nat- natural versus versus I think the most encouraging thing is that the side there are no more sides it's about the you know it's about the person mm-hmm. that needs to manage their health and there's a lot more integrated case studies and examples now than ever before yeah, and yeah. and naturopaths talking to doctors and vice versa. So it's really exciting, I think. Um, so what were what were the what were the changes <clears throat> that you? So I mean, you, up until would you say thirty nine was like perimenopause, like when you first kind of when I first started, yeah, when you first started. So you kind of transitioned into that, and then and then about forty nine, you have. Your party, yes, and you have a big celebration. I had you have inv- a- I invented a cocktail. Yeah. Did you, actually, Wait, you actually had a party? I had an online party, and Biff Naked joined me. Oh, so sweet! Did you fuck out of here? We I just know. did an episode with Biff. I yeah, know. she's so we just awesome. chatted about uh, the benefits of menopause. Sweet. Sweet. Is, is Beth in? Is, did she go through menopause? She did because of her cancer treatment. Oh right. fuck yeah! Right, of yeah. course. Right, right. Yeah. Oh man, I think we didn't, we didn't even touch on, even touch on that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, she's fucking great. But so I did. Yeah, right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, so you she's have your great. you have your party. Yes. Biff's there. Biff's it's there. fantastic. Mm-hmm. You make a cocktail. What's mm-hmm. in it? Um, vodka. Okay. Yeah. And little, little wait, 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 just <laughs> uh, yeah. one bottle of vodka. It's called. It's called the Russian. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what's cra- in this. Little cranberry juice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then and then what are, what are the differences that you experience uh, from being. In perimenopause to then transitioning into having menopause and then postmenopause. Man, I'm nailing it. You are like, nailing ooh, it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. it. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm the best person to answer that question. I'd love to ask some of the women in my community because mm-hmm. I talk about menopause every single day, right? So, but for me, it was um, it was about admitting for the very first time and saying words like, "I'm the smartest I've ever been. I'm wise. I'm beautiful." I'm taking inventory of my life and what I want. I'm doing what I want. I love the work that I'm doing. Um, gosh, I love the relationship that I have with my kids now. Like it was about it was about celebrating. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest difference for me. Okay, sweet. You yeah. you felt like they w- it was like that much. Was it that much of an emotional switch that happened during that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was really positive. It's just like the whole like it's. Was it the hormones? I can't or was promise it, that to everybody, right. but yeah. I think it's a mindset too, right? Okay. Right. Well, yeah. it seems like there's like a pretty, a pretty, <laughs> a pretty broad spectrum of how that can affect <clears throat> that can affect people. Like you kind of yes. you kind of alluded to, like you know, some people. Everybody goes through menopause. Not everybody suffers right. from it. Yep, <clears throat> that's true. So, so um, you started menopause chicks. <laughs> yes, but then. Um, in addition to that, you've also just written a book. I did. What's the book called? The book's called Mokita. And and what is the um, premise of that book? So the premise is how to navigate perimenopause with confidence and ease. Um, do you know what a Mokita Mokita is? No. So a Mokita is a word from Papua New Guinea that means the truth we all know but choose not to speak of. I don't think either of us would have guessed that. 
Yeah. <clears throat> I was like, based on everything that we have not known tonight. It's like the elephant in the room. Yeah. Right? Ooh, and so, ooh. I mean, there's lots of mokitas. I happen to talk about menopause, but it could be money or marriage or ooh. mental health or, ooh. I mean, I'm sure all of the topics that you yeah. discuss regularly. Yeah, the tough conversations. The, the tough, tough conversations. Yep. Yeah. And were you a, a writer before you wrote the book or was this just something that you were so passionate about that you started writing about it and it's it actually a symptom that. of menopause your writing, <laughs> just, your writing skills go through the roof writing. oh yeah. fuck sweet I, never mind I, <laughs> were you just about to be like I want to go through I, menopause no <laughs> no I wasn't I, you, do you want to write a book yeah. I think no, that you were no. I think that is what you were no, thinking no I wasn't going to say that I've known you for that's 18 what, years that's Brian. what you were going to say that's what you were going to say. say I don't think so <laughs> I also I stopped from whatever I was going to say I stopped and I'm really proud of myself so uh, anyway. You know, when I went to that bookstore <laughs> and saw, first of all, I saw the sign that said ailments and disorders, but secondly, there were so few books mm-hmm. on that shelf. Like, we're really not informing women. I just want to reach as many women as possible mm-hmm. and let them know that, uh, you know, empower them to get informed and that, you know, it's not a synonym for suffering. Mm-hmm. We can do this thing, right? But, mm-hmm. like, but we, it's okay to ask for help, too. Like we do this all the time. We talk to people about everything that goes on with their body and with their health, and we don't know about it. So, like, what is, how does that speak to, like, the broader public? I mean, if you've got, you got people that are talking in that space all the time, and we're going, we know nothing about this, then, you know, there's... That's, I think that's probably going to be indicative of, of the broader population. Yeah. And I mean, maybe. And, um, and I feel like this just makes this s- s- so much easier for us to then go and then have this conversation repeated and repeated and repeated and, and have a more open dialogue about it. My vision will be realized if my daughter and her friends grow up and they kind of go, what, that was even an issue, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. just want them to be, they want it, all the stigma to be eradicated. Yeah. yeah. Well, that will probably happen with your daughter because <laughs> she's your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you've, you didn't do a very you good I job. Still, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. Wow. <laughs> Quite the standard to set. So, but the, the, and the book's been pretty well received. Like when, when did it come out? It came out last Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Wow! Yeah. No shit. That's sweet. Now you can pl- you. Like, plug the shit out of it. Where do you get the book? <laughs> the book came out on Amazon last Wednesday in Canada. It hit number one in six categories, including what women's the fuck? health. Yeah, that's crazy. Amazing. That's awesome. Look out, Oprah. I mean. <laughs> It's kind of a big deal, but for me, all it says is that there's really not a lot of competition. Yeah. Yeah. Right? There Which is, is like not a lot awesome, of competition. But also not that awesome. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's how I felt when the podcast came out. <laughs> I was like, no one's doing this. That sucks, but fucking Good sweet. For but you. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. We got it. Yeah. Um, uh, well, that congratulations. Thank That's you. really exciting. And Thank so people, you. if there, you know, there's a lot of women in the audience tonight who right. I'm sure. Uh, would would probably want to like read that or get their hands on that at some point. So it's you can get it through Amazon. It's on That's Amazon. The, yep. Or I just got contact. Amazon Prime and I'm fucking Ooh, stoked. Yeah, it's great. I can just literally so I can literally stuff. buy the book right now by doing that. <laughs> and now it's on my way to my house. There we go. A drone's gonna just drop it through your window. It's gonna come here. <clears throat> it's gonna drop it off here. Yeah. I think there's also. Did you say though there's a lot of like women who would want to get their hands on that because like it's also really important Probably, yeah. for men. Like yeah. what what has the response been like from men? So I get a couple of responses from men. One is uh, requesting that we gather them like we are here with like maybe a keg of beer and yeah. some information mm-hmm. and, and a couple cars. <laughs> you so know. you can like point to things and go, yeah, it's like yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. 
See the light? Yeah. It's on. That you, means this. You can yeah. use my low fuel reference okay. if you want. Oh, can I borrow that <laughs> one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't trademarked it yet. Yeah. And I get, uh, I get asked if I'm going to write a book for men as long as I make it a small one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lots of pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. Big letters, very large text. So. I actually do like those books a lot. <laughs> like picture books with large text. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Um, we we were talking about a lot of the physical stuff, and and there's and I I have some of the stuff up here. You know, we hit the emotional side of things. We hit the uh, vaginal side of things. We hit the. Um, uh, things like you know um, sleep cycle and 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 hot flashes and stuff. Yep. There's something that I I didn't also didn't realize and maybe you can speak to, but there's like urinary symptoms. Do you, what's what's that all about? So when estrogen goes for a dive, some women do experience incontinence. Uh, so that means like that means peeing your pants, your pants when oh, you wow. laugh or sneeze or cough. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, but it's not a foregone conclusion. Sure. There's lots of things that women can do to prevent that, to address that. Um, we have we live in a media cycle where women Marie Osmond steps on stage and basically makes women feel like it's a foregone conclusion, and it's not. Okay. So pelvic health is a big topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a chapter on pelvic health in my book. Um, Kegels, um, pelvic mm-hmm. health, or sorry, pelvic floor physiotherapists are huge help. We have one here. Yeah, we actually we we did a recording uh, the other day with a woman who was experiencing some uh, some issues with uh, what's called PBD, and yep. and yes. uh, and she was saying how her her. Uh, pelvic floor physiotherapist like changed her life. Yes. And then we met someone last night who yes. was at the show here. Yes. After we went we went for drinks at a bar and and uh, she was like I also have PBD and also physiotherapist yes. like completely changed her Every life. Every woman needs mm-hmm. a vagina coach. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no doubt. Every I wish I had a penis coach, Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fuck. It would be nice as a man to have a vagina coach yeah. too, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. All right. Sweet. I mean, we could three-way this thing if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we could coach each other too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I was going somewhere, and then my I totally I totally got lost in the thought of, of you penis coaching me and at the uh, at the room. Harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Push. Um, Oh fuck! Where was I going? I was going somewhere with that. Um, let's try to trace. You're it talking back. about pelvic oh, floor therapy. Oh right, the pelvic urinary floor. thing. Oh pelvic right, floor. yeah. I, well, no, I had a really stupid thing I was going to say, but <sighs> was this all a setup? Uh, no, no, it actually wasn't. <laughs> but you said you said that it, you know it makes it e- easier for women <clears throat> to pee themselves, like from laughing or sneezing, or uh, there was another. It's just thing a weaker said. pelvic floor. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And when you said laughing, I just thought to myself, like my, I have this um, this tally of trampolines are. Like, Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Of course, God, that sucks. Because those trampoline, gy- those trampoline, like uh, get air, like those trampoline gyms for kids. Those are the best. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, insurance um, is cheap. Though. <laughs> but I was gonna say was I have this tally of like um, people that I've I've made uh, like do spit takes, or where they spit out of their mouth from, from laughing, and then uh, people uh, who I've made pee from laughing. And there's only been one. Oh. Uh, but now I know that if I want to jack that number up, <laughs> maybe change the demographic of the ladies that I'm trying to make laugh. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. So, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you, have, you, have, you, have you experienced any of that? Any of the I have, or anything like that? Um, after I had my kids, but I really follow religiously the advice of my vagina coach, right? So that I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you actually? You actually have. I actually have a vagina coach. Her name's Kim Vopney. She wrote the last chapter of my book. What's her like actual job title? She's a pelvic health evangelist or expert. She's a like a um, um, a trainer, a physical trainer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, like actually, okay. I I thought she's not a physiotherapist. She's like a no. She's not a physiotherapist. She refers women to. pelvic health physiotherapist, right. but yeah, she teaches women yeah. how to engage their pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. Super mm-hmm. important. We were also talking about that too. And, and like it, men, it's very important for men too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And very beneficial. Sure. Yeah. Big time uh, in, in many different regards. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like as a yoga instructor um, and you know, we, I've done a lot of work with um, in theater and yoga, like a lot of work with yoga instructors and, and Pilates <laughs> instructors, and one of the things that uh, my good friend Emily, when she's trying to give the pitch to, like, come to my Pilates class, her whole thing is, like, come to my Pilates class and it will change your sex life. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yep. at that pelvic floor control, like, <laughs> yeah. really has a, a yeah. big effect on yeah. the way yeah. that you control your sexy bits. Yeah, yeah, sexy yeah on, for sure. on both ends. Men, yeah. And you'll know too, as a yoga instructor, about the connection with the mind and body too, like mm-hmm. just really yeah, connecting yeah. to those parts. Yeah. I was, uh, I had this this revelation the other day uh, during that same recording when we were talking about pelvic health and um, and PVD, and it was uh, so I I run yoga teacher trainings, and part of that is 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 giving lectures on basically like. You know the history of yoga, and in particular how what yoga is in about the last hundred years, which is kind of like it is what it is in the last hundred years, and part of that is trying to to theorize on why it why it went from being something in India that was only men, and then how it became this like very almost exclusively women for a period, and now you're kind of seeing you know men trickle back into right. it, but. How it came to be dominated by women, and I and I kind of had this revelation because yoga is so incredibly um, beneficial for your pelvic floor strength and getting in touch with that because it's it's very it's a lot easier to get in touch with the muscles that you can see versus mm-hmm. the ones that you can't, which are mm-hmm. your pelvic floor. And yoga is really helpful for getting in touch with muscles, getting in tune with muscles that you can't see. And then I kind of had this revelation, like I wonder if that played into the reason why it became like a female dominated um, form of exercise and practice because of the benefit uh, that it has on the pelvic floor and how that helped with pregnancy, um, sex, like all these, like this myriad of things that, I don't know, it's just like... Yeah, Shirley, what do you think about the migration of yoga from Eastern (laughs) to Western cultures? I'm just, I'm just kidding. That was amazing, too. I love you. I agree. And, and the women that I see going to yoga class, too, I mean, it's about strong bones, too, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it, we plan to live to be 100. Uh, we do not want to be the women in the retirement community with osteoporosis. Yeah. So you want to be the ones with building. juicy vaginas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and strong muscles. Jumping around. Yeah. <laughs> Making those employees mop all the floors. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Cheryl, I want to ask you, um, what would you say out of your entire experience with perimenopause and now into menopause would be the biggest thing that that experience has taken away from you? Taken away from And maybe, me? maybe like aside from your ovaries. <laughs> 
Well, my, my ovaries are no. still intact. Oh, oh, sorry. Still wait, your eggs. <laughs> It'll take a while. There we go again. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, eventually, I'm just get a diagram. Sorry, yeah, sorry. You're, uh, you're, you're. Uh, you could, you got it. I, I got it. Yeah, you're. <laughs> the eggs. Yeah, your eggs. Yeah. Do you mean like what no, am I missing? There's word for eggs, what right? Do I, what am I missing or what am I mourning? Or? No, like, yeah, what is it? Like, what is that experience taken away from you as as you? Like, surely. What are you, what, what, what did it take away from you? I don't know. It can be nothing, too. It could be, it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm having like a menopause moment right now because I don't understand your question. All right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you, you, usually when I, we ask this question, it's like, all right, what did, what did cystic fibrosis take away from me? Take away, okay. It took away my, um, I, you know what, I don't even know. I've never Ability even thought of that fucking it, question. It, it, <laughs> what a stupid fucking question. Why do we ask this oh in the show? Why have we Dude, been asking this? We've been asking this almost every episode. No, Why no, do we no, do this? no, no. You've been asking it almost every episode. <laughs> I, yeah, Dude, I have. Tell you, we yeah, haven't yeah. I've shit. never asked it yeah. once. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I've but, actually been sitting over here every single episode going... Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you just like blinders, and the listeners are always just like, well, "This oh, just means it's almost over." Again. So fuck, finally. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but what what you actually mean is like, if you were to answer it yourself, you might say something like trivial, like, "Oh, it takes away life after fifty because you know I have a shortened life expectancy." Yeah, here, right. It or takes something yeah, like that exactly. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think that there are women in my community would would say it took away their ability to work their full time job, or it took away their ability to have you know a, a lovely sex life. Or, like, there are lots of women who um, uh, would definitely feel robbed, and I think that that's because you know, we haven't done a good enough job giving them the information and the education that mm-hmm. they need to lay out the options for them that they have because. Menopause is not cystic fibrosis. It's not mm-hmm. an ailment or a disease. It's a life phase, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just ba- it's about making sure that we have those conversations, that we make connections for women. We either connect them to the healthcare professionals that they need, or we connect them to other women who mm-hmm. might have uh, who might be on the same journey or might have already traveled th- that journey, so that they can lift each other up, mm-hmm. right? All right. Well, then, how about this? I usually ask a second question that goes with that <laughs> one, and let's see let's see if it works. This time um what would you say your experience with menopause has given you yes well it's given me um my life's work there you go yeah honestly yeah i mean um i love being in the community i love being able to direct women uh to information and and each other and healthcare professionals um i think it's you know it's our responsibility to change this conversation. I think Gloria Steinem has a like a great quote that said, you know, it's not about learning, it's about unlearning. Mm. And I think what it's given me is a chance to say, you know what, that is not actually correct. Mm-hmm. Let's turn that myth around so that it doesn't, you know, carry on for the next couple yeah. generations. Mm-hmm. So is it do you feel like this is your like your lifelong duty now? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I didn't intend to grow up and be a menopause chick, Mm -hmm. but I'm here now. (laughs) The train has left the station. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, my vision is that one day every 35 year old woman will know what to expect, Mm -hmm. and instead of you know waking up with surprises. Mm. Surely, I, I just want to thank you for like the work that you're doing because you are actually doing like an, an a massive job towards 
spreading this message, like be, between um, the community of menopause chicks and the book that you wrote, like, and and even coming here and speaking with us, like, you. you're doing a fucking amazing job. So mm-hmm. keep it up. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and to add to that, Brian, you you know this, and we say this every every show. You probably heard it last night. Um, these. These conversations, these these um, attempts at spreading awareness uh, around whatever it is that we're talking about um, wouldn't mean anything if it fell upon dead ears. So the, the fact that you all showed up here tonight to listen is just as important as the work that is being put in to speak about it. And so thank all of you for showing up here tonight and give yourselves a round of applause for that. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. Absolutely. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. I'm Shirley. And this is Sick Boy. Sweet. That was for the recording. Uh, I don't know if you can tell. I, I always fuck that up, too. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.